0: Dean will be leading. I'm Aaron. I'm Carrie.
1: I'm Jack. I'm Dean. I think mm-hmm. you know by now. Yeah. Should I start?
0: Go for yeah. it. Today
1: is a true mystery, a mystery that to this that day remains unsolved, Woo. as a matter of fact. So we are going to pair the disappearance and 99.999999% oh. sure um. murder of Juanita Nielsen
2: in Sydney, Australia in 1975. I just poisoned the well.
1: Mm-hmm. On all fronts, I did, first you
2: say she's murdered, and second... I said she's...
1: Disappearance is the one. Anita Nielsen, disappearance, and, and very impossible And then you spoiled murder.
0: it, and then you spoiled it right out of the gate.
2: I wasn't even going to do that.
1: Oh, really? If you're live, yeah, email us. Okay, so... Tweet us. We start with the end, in a sense.
0: Of course. It's,
1: is this the David Lynch film? Uh, mm-hmm. No. it's gonna, gonna be. We'll, we'll start with this, this weird meeting... And we're gonna, and let's, let's let's kind of open it up. Let's look at the background, let's say that, okay? Sydney, Australia, 1970s, early, mid-1970s. Here's Ooh. something that surprised me. That was a freaking very corrupt city with a really corrupt and dirty uh, police department.
0: Was it freaking very corrupt? Freaking. <laughs> freaking. <laughs> <laughs> trying to clean up, okay? Exactly. Maybe
1: someone. We want advertisers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very Kasper. cutthroat. Uh, government corruption and police corruption were rampant. That's never it would later yet. found out that the premier of New, Th- New South Wales, which is like our governors here in the United States, and the head of the state police department were both on the payroll payroll of Ava. the top mob boss of Sydney named Abe Saffron. So that's, I mean, that's seriously think Ooh. think about it, if if our governor and the head of the fictional California Bureau of, Bureau of Investigation were, were on the payroll of the top mobster in LA or San Francisco. That would be it's probably happened. Insane. Yeah, I guarantee you that's. Happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, on like like a, literally the weekly. A, a check. That's crazy. For looking the other way and, and avoiding prosecutions. It's a good sitcom, though. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the drama, race itself.
1: <laughs> that same government had recently, in Sydney, had recently started pushing development in a big way. Sydney was kind of getting old. They were really pushing redevelopment. They didn't care about historic neighborhoods and things like that. That's they wanted mean. to make some serious yeah. cash, right?
3: I think that's pretty much the 70s everywhere.
1: Kind of. You're yeah, yeah. right. You're not wrong. That's true. What, Let's
3: knock
0: it down, it, build but, a condo.
1: Yeah, no, build a condo. Funny you say that with funny Ooh. with
2: fun colors. Yeah,
0: <gasps> yeah, let's make it, it avocado green. <laughs> yeah, and
2: brown. Yeah, and mustard yellow. Brown's what the fuck fun. was the '70s? There was also
0: a lot
1: of orange.
2: You're kind of describing our neighbor's house, so don't make this too personal.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he repainted it Ed like a brown, a, a, a weird brown, and a mustard yellow but trim. The cherry is it's mustard yellow. The trim is angry.
3: like chocolate bar brown. Oh, do do you, you know what? You're what you're the main house?
2: color and the main the main is color like, is like a dark chocolate brown it's honey. a little baby no. poopy yeah the yeah. main it's, color yeah.
0: is like a weird yellow Ooh. green brown
2: yeah page? it's like when when fucking vegan people try to make their chocolate shit mm. and they use avocado uh, yeah like, no 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 Ooh. no no, no. get out of spent. here that's wrong
3: I think it's going for the Mediterranean look or something like mm. that Failed just pour olive oil on but it yeah get a mosaic really get a mosaic like a drug
1: psychedelic Mediterranean kind of a thing Mm-hmm. So at this same time, while Sydney is uh, the powers that be are pushing development, you start to have the nascent environmental movement in Australia, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was focused also on on preservation, right? Mm-hmm. So those those things yeah. are happening. Kings Cross, oh I've heard. It's an area you, Wait, is that le- London? No, it's in Sydney. There may be a Kings Cross in London. I thought there a Kings I'm, Cross in there, London. There?
2: Sure, there is. There's a
1: Kings Cross in Sydney, and this oh, okay. was kind of a funky, artsy, but also blue-collar kind of part of the, of the, of the city, right? What a dichotomy. Is that is. A right? Is
2: that the right word? Why not? Yes. It's, a, it's it a, certainly
1: a discrepancy. That's not the right word. So <laughs> in the 60s and 70s, though, it had kind of become run down, but it was still it had the, that artsy vibe. It was the center of the drag queen life in Yay. the city.
2: And it was, it was also... Australia got some great drag queens. Oh, f- Shout yeah. out Karen oh, oh, from trust Finance. me.
1: Drag queens in this story will come up multiple times. Hell take yeah. My word for it. Fuck it up. So, in the city, it was, but the thing, okay, it was run down. It was kind of, a you know, it, it, a lot of folks think, thought it needed, it was ripe for redevelopment though, because it was like a mile and a half away from the core downtown Sydney. It had these been phenomenal views, because it's up on kind of an escarpment. It's weird. And so, it had these great <laughs> views close to downtown. So people thought of that as okay. We can do something with that. Let's redevelopment that that whole area.
2: So you can go real estate, full real estate yeah. mode here in a second. I'm not going
1: to. I swear. So a 38 year old heiress and activist named Juanita Nielsen lives Ooh. in Kings Cross at 202 Victoria Street. If you like to look at it right there, it is on your my my monitor just behind you. We'll put something on Facebook and elsewhere about her uh, house, Instagram. That And that, that you're seeing her house there in 2018 mm. will give you a hint of something about what doesn't happen in this story. So she was an heiress of the Mark Foy real retail fortune. Oh, I've
2: heard of that name, What are they, Mark like stores
1: or something like that in Australia? No oh, clue, no.
2: but I've heard the name. Okay. Thanks you. Thanks Big, you. Money. Thanks Big money. Big <laughs> money. She uses that money from
1: Mark Foy to start a newspaper called Now. NOW, Ooh. where she promotes lots of really progressive causes. And basically, she was, Juanita was this woman with like a big old updo. Fuck I, yeah. I, I, the 70s. We'll, we'll give you right. a picture of her. It had a, she has a massive freaking updo. She had a ton of gumption and a thirst for justice.
0: Honestly, sorry. If that's not like the title of my memoir (laughs) What the fuck am I doing? That could
2: also be the like log line for uh, what was her name? Punky Brewster Yes Yes I met her at Knott's Berry Farm When she goes to law school Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Making a difference Yo
1: Fox I think she's like she's like 46 now so it's probably not a good call Not her You can go back
0: to school any point in your I guess you're right
1: You're right It's true Mm -hmm. Lately Juanita had been all about the preserving kind of neighborhood preservation She had been in a big part battling those developers, right? She had taken a big part in that, including her house, by the way. Her house is one of the houses that was gonna be torn down by the the thing we'll talk about in a minute. But still, Juanita needed to pay the bills, so on July 3rd, 1975, she allegedly was called by folks at the Carousel Club nearby in King's Cross, and they asked her to come by the next day at 10.30 in the morning and have a meeting because they wanted to advertise in her newspaper. She uh, allegedly said, yes, I'll be there. The club, though, was owned by Abe Saffron. He was Mr. Sin. That was his nickname in the newspapers. He was the boss of bosses in the Sydney underworld. Mr. Sin. Yeah, that was his name. Mr. Sin and also, oh, the boss of the cross. That was his uh, headquarters kind Much of better. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's a good name.
2: It's a good Way name. better than Mr.
0: Sin. Yeah. That sounds like an re- X-Men reject. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sin. Now,
1: that'd be uh, Mag- one of Magneto's minions on the yeah. other side, the bad guys. Like a bad mutant.
2: Or like a weird candy bar. His
1: power <laughs> to make people do bad things. Boom. Marvel, you're welcome. Mm.
2: Making me eat a lot of cake. Yes. Gluttony. Yes. I like it. I like it.
1: So, uh, Juanita... Knew about this background, but, you know, she didn't judge, so she said she would see them at 1030. Nope.
3: Money's money.
1: Money's money. We'll money, see. No, money. it's
3: not.
1: But maybe Juanita should not have agreed to go to this meeting. Yeah. Here's why.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Abe Saffron. Abe Saffron won. Also, Frank Thiemann was... Thiemann. Thiemann. T-H-E-E-M-A-N. <laughs> I spiking. hope it's Thiemann. I guess it's... Right?
3: Well, how else would you I, I, pronounce that?
1: Themen is French. Would you I don't pronounce me? So he. It just
0: sounds like someone has a lisp, and they're trying to say semen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why semen? It could be almost
2: any word, except for no. not really Freeman. No Freeman.
0: Bitch. No. Okay,
2: fine. Uh-uh. Whatever. Take Demon. it from the resident lisper. Exactly. I would do speech <laughs> therapy. Oh, uh, okay. didn't work, okay. bitch. It didn't fucking work. No, it didn't. It was also say bleach. Like element. No. Well, that's a visual <laughs> speech thing. She mm-hmm. said, Aaron says bleach,
1: but you can see her <laughs> mouth clearly no, saying like an her- sh sound, not a ch. Sound is the, comes the out.
2: Mouth, right? My tongue, no, her tongue comes out the mouth, right? No, her tongue pokes out between her teeth when you're she says to, cha.
0: You're supposed to keep your teeth closed. I do not. Well, yes. how?
2: how? We don't
1: know how she does it. Cause it, it looks like she's saying beef <laughs> and, and, but what comes out is bleach somehow. Talent. We no, understand. not talent. I not know. Your talent. talent.
0: Anatomical <laughs> fuckery. <laughs> sorcery. Exactly. Not Sorry. sorcery. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. It could be magic. He's like, you don't saying. fucking know, yeah. bitch. You don't know. <laughs> I guess. You don't know my all secrets. Right. I'm lighting candles all day. going, Like <laughs> what's I mean, that? A what's that? that was a, my a witch chant
1: or something like that. Okay. All right. Oh my. Is um, 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 <laughs> that like no. Simba?
2: It sounded like easy listening? <laughs> or it sounded like Lion King. Oh no. Snippet. Fucking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil of Doom. <laughs> Temple. Oh Temple of Doom. Oh He's afraid of snakes.
0: So
1: Juanita. I'm sorry. Frank Femen had made millions. <laughs> what you're laughing? <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. semen,
0: but with the Is, lisp.
1: <laughs> I hear what's that
2: guy who has a lisp? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah, Mike Tyson. don't Tyson. be
1: talking about about Mike Tyson this
2: show. I what? didn't say it's a bad thing. Okay. I just said it sounds <laughs> like him. Are trying you trying to say, to say, say lisps
0: No, I'm big. trying to
1: say he kicks your ass, my ass, not yours. So okay, uh, he, uh, he fell he's off a hoverboard that one time, yeah. so I'm not scared of him. I'm, I am.
0: He's old. What?
1: That? That? Trust me. Trust I'm me. fine. You see him punch Zach Galifianakis Okay, that hurt. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, Frank T <laughs> made millions <laughs> selling lingerie.
0: Ooh! He
1: sold out to big time to like some big I don't know laundry company. Victoria's Secret. No, it wasn't. Incidentally,
2: it, started in Victoria, Australia. Oh, was it really? No. no, it wasn't <laughs> them, though. I, I, was was it, called, I would
1: totally have believed
0: that. It was almost called said, New South Wales Secret, but they relocated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's like you know, that, guys. doesn't really roll off
1: the Western tongue. Western Australia yeah. Secret sounds kind of icky. Mm-hmm. So he's he sold out. Now he wanted to become this big time developer developer. He had identified King's <laughs> Cross as this ripe for gentrification. Ooh. He bought a he started buying a bunch of properties along the street there along, I guess Victoria Street, right? Oh. His plan was to knock down a whole bunch of these old homes and old shops and build a 40 plus million dollar apartment complex with 3 45 story
2: towers. So if this is 40 million Ooh, in Jesus. 19 se-
1: early 1970s, that's, that's, a a lot. A, that's a shitload of money. Let me mm-hmm. go so now. This was a huge I'm do development.
2: Emma. I will do what Emma always does to get out of talking. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. start looking up how I'm the. Do, you like, uh, do you like
1: 1972 or so, because these okay. plans are in limbo for quite a while. Should, so, not 49. It, Victoria, the folks in Victoria Street, or some of the folks, including, by the way, Juanita Nielsen, would not sell out. And this is a big deal. It was supported right, by a bunch 70 of people. Uh, 1972 or so? Oh, okay. So, uh, Juanita, though, was having none of this development. So she led this group of locals trying to save their houses, their community. They were able to get the Builders Laborers Federation, BLF. It was a builder union, right, to impose what was called a green ban on the site in 1972. That was something that has, it was a brand new tactic where a, a progressive union would say, yeah. that, whole, that site is of environmental importance. We won't allow any union workers to go build there.
3: Oh, so
1: it was weird. It was it, it and it was it had been used effectively once or twice before. Go ahead, Jack.
2: i sorry. I had a genuine reaction. Two hundred thirty-nine point nine fucking yeah, million dollars. It was a big,
1: big deal. I mean, Ooh. forty-three towers. I mean, that's a huge.
2: Yeah, huge they're
0: deal. tall, right? You said how many stories? Three, three,
1: Forty-five. Three story Ooh.
0: towers. Ooh. Yeah,
1: think about that. And this wow. is an area of one, two, three-story like shops and maybe yeah. little <laughs> office buildings, little homes, little townhomes, a lot of terrace homes, which are what we would call attached townhomes. So. It, totally out of the character yeah. of this community completely. And again, it's this funky, artsy, blue collar yeah. kind of area.
0: So Maybe if it was a 45 story tree house, oh, they'd fuck cool. it up.
1: Oh yeah, I think that all but agree. No. I think they would, Nielsen would have been on mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I think I would be too. I'm going
2: to go to the Amazon right now and mm-hmm. make one. <laughs> <laughs> so the in. Okay, Carrie <laughs> held it. Aaron did not. Great, and I just giggle at Aaron's <laughs> nose laugh. Yeah,
1: he was bleeding money f- because of this delays from well, his lenders. Right, the project was stalled for over two years.
2: That's not fun for the money. No, 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 and it's not at all.
1: <laughs> it's not fun for the money. Not fun and, for the money. Uh, no, you yeah,
2: know.
0: So he's
1: no, no, getting no. more and more pissed, right? He also would not give up easily, though. He had cultivated these alliances with these underworld types, including Abe, the werewolves. Saffron. <laughs> yeah. Those folks were not afraid. Afraid to play. Nasty. Okay.
2: okay. Do it. Okay. Do it, Janet Jackson. No, no one. No, no one. Not the, when the 52-year-old white man does it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, she's trying to do Rhythm Nation. <laughs> what in Rhythm Nation? <laughs> oh, my breast. You showed America. Oh. That was Justin. I still blame oh. you, yeah, Justin. Yeah, put it back No. Justin. On. Ju- no. It and fault. they banned her. Yes, it her. absolutely was. They did not ban her. What do you mean? Myth. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> man absolutely did. Well, she got all the shit for that, and mm-hmm. he got none of it. Just because they her dudes. taste. Meanwhile, he verbally abuses Britney White what? males. White males. Okay, now you're He's all He's mean to Britney's Free speed. Britney. Aww, not Britney. Free Britney. Leave her free Britney. alone. Leave I'm going full alone. Chris Crocker right now. Chris
0: Crock.
2: <laughs> I actually agree with him. We yeah. all right. made fun of him, but now yeah. in hindsight- he was right. Right. he was right. He was right. He was just overly emotional yeah, about a bit. it. Yeah, It's still so funny as I fuck. I mean, who Dude hasn't been there? sobbing over Britney. I
0: Britney. would go there for Michelle Obama, and we all know it.
1: That's true. Her mm-hmm. arms. I'd go for her arms, yeah. Her arms are nice. So- Thugs, they would have thugs regularly harass the people in Victoria Street. I mean, they would literally oh, beat them up mean. on the sidewalk. Sometimes as the police watched, because remember, we have a very corrupt oh, yeah. police force, they would just fuck with them, break into their houses. They started, they started actually like a system where if someone had to be away for a while, someone else would move into their house yeah. so it was never unattended. That's oh. a good idea. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a good idea, but it was a, not a great way to live. Yeah. Yeah.
2: True. It's, it's kind of like that with uh, when you have pets, though. Yes. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Totally exactly the same. Being harassed by thugs and
1: having pets—it's totally exactly the same.
2: You can terrible. never leave the home without <laughs> worrying, like what's gonna happen, exactly.
1: or without worrying that someone's gonna beat the shit out of you <laughs> when you go into an alleyway. You
0: know what? I'm talking same about different issues. Thing. Loki is a big dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he might get pissed one of these days when we leave him home for like two he beat us hours. Up. He's gonna beat the, the fuck. He's gonna beat the shit out of him with us. his little paws mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> little paws. <laughs> then big. He
0: likes to buck.
1: The leader of these thugs, by the way, hired, goon, was one Fred Cray, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, is K-R-A-H-E, so I'm guessing on that. Cray Cray. I'm going to say Cray because I don't know. going to say uh, He was a former police officer in the New South Wales State Police, a, a, a detective, a, a, you know, out of uniform, what I'm looking for. Street civvies? Plain clothes? Plain clothes detective. There, there we go. It Plain clothes. That was the word. Plain, Plain clothes. Coast. He, I though, had been either. fired for his alleged involvement in robberies and, and, and stealing drugs and possibly murder. He was a yeah, thug with a badge. I, 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 and now he no longer had a badge. So now he's sort of a, a thug for hire.
0: Just, just a thug. Just, just like yep.
1: a thug. He was a thuggy dude. But with
2: like a chip on his shoulder. He was me. He
0: was Oh, he was like oh, I training you
1: said me. I was mean, like, no, I he was very mean. It. So he led these goons that were roughing up goons. the folks, and and again, they faced this corrupt police force. They were getting very little help from them. They had these break-ins, and they, they're you know moving around each other's houses. So in 1974, so this was they still had managed to delay Frank Feeman's apartments, <laughs> right? By 1974, though, things took a turn for the worse when the conservative national leadership of the BLF, the the labor union took over, uh, essentially, like almost sounds like a coup of the progressive left-wing leadership in New South, South Wales of that union, and they installed a bunch of conservative union leaders in the New South Wales branch of the union, and boom, the Green Band went away.
0: Uh, so now it was
1: just Juanita and the locals fighting the good fight. They, they no longer had this sort of this m- powerful ally.
0: You know what they should have done? Planted a thylacine Ooh, yes. Like, yes. bone in there. <gasps> Track, like a little paw print. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, No mm -hmm. one would be allowed anywhere fucking near it. I don't
2: know, 1974, I think they might have. Yeah, are you kidding me? That's when they were like reveling in how much they were destroying our environment. They were. They were like, let's fuck that ozone up. Have you not listened to midnight oil?
1: Just, I mean, good God, woman. I don't know what that is. It's like one of the greatest bands of all time.
0: All I know is that the Australians don't have an ozone layer. Beds are burning. What? They don't have an ozone layer. That's why they're so tan.
1: Jack, Science. <sighs> mm-hmm. How can you, how, how does the lyric go for Beds Are Burning? or am I looking at you, Carrie?
2: Why
0: are you looking at me? Yeah, I'm 20. How can
1: it, something that beds are, I don't know. No, how, something oh. about why the earth is turning, I don't know. And the beds are burning. And the beds it are rhymes, burning. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, one of my favorite bands. I'm embarrassed that I've you forgotten are. the lyric right you now.
0: You should be, you should
1: be. So, even so, it, despite all these disadvantages, by it was 1975, they were still holding out, um, by this time, Frank Fehmen had sunk over six million dollars into it, which Jack is probably—that's
2: to be tens of millions. Like of dollars. One right? No math. Into, I can't
1: do no functions. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do no functions. So I it's can't a do science. No fun- teacher of the culture. I actually lots can't of do functions. I'm yeah, not lots of too millions. So that. he had been, bought, you know, buying properties and things like that. He was said to be having he, to be paying interest payments on the loans of three thousand dollars a day. So what? he needed something to happen asap. So back to what? Juanita Nielsen and the infamous meeting, or the I mean, fateful meeting. Meet. Uh, <laughs> what? No. Meet back. July third, nineteen seventy-five. Someone from the Carousel Cabaret, the club, called <gasps> Juanita, invited her to discuss the advertising the next day. Right? I
2: know what this means. The drag queens are coming. You talk about clubs. <laughs> the drag queens are going to be. Oh there. yeah. Oh yeah. They're going to be here soon.
0: So
1: she and she again. She knew it was Abe Saffron's club. Uh, Abe Saffron. By the way, Abe Saffron was also the owner of Les Girls, the mo- maybe the most <gasps> of infamous. Or, I'm Are sorry, you I said kidding be, me. Maybe the most famous drag review in the world at the time. Called, it was just internationally called internationally re- Les L e s Girls. I it like was it. a super famous club. <laughs> I mean, tourists from across the world would go to Sydney and make it a point to go see the show at Le Girls. That's I funny. it. Les girls. was very famous. Le Girls. Le so he So he, he was, again, he's paying off police. He's paying off leaders of the Liberal Party who ran the state government, which was, by the way, in uh, Australia, it's actually more the conservative part. Ideologically, it's conservative. Big Jim Anderson was the manager of the carousel for Abe Saffron. Big Jim what? Big Jim Anderson. Ah, remember this I name. I heard so that. A, Jim Anderson. Is the manager? He's this kind of tough guy, ex-British commando, reputed Ex-British. murderer, ex-commando from Britain. <laughs> no
0: longer British. He gave it up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like that. But I've maybe, renounced. I don't know my if he's British. a citizen of Australia or not, yeah. but he would been living in Australia, being uh, Abe Saffron's essentially enforcer. So the other guy of note here is Eddie Trigg, T-R-I-G-G. Whoa. He's more like this low-level criminal wannabe type, wants to please his bosses and rise up the ranks of criminal. He's he's a sociopath and a and a degenerate, but he's this kind of skinny little hood. He's not that bright.
2: Skinny little hood. He
1: had he had worked his way up though to become the night manager of the VIP lounge at Carousel. So that was a you know a big step for him. Again it's a it's a pretty popular club. Frank Theeman <laughs> can hear, hear that.
2: that.
1: <laughs> Frank Theman was said to be involved with both Saffron and Anderson. Okay, remember, Frank Themen is the wannabe developer. Yeah. He had quote, he had loaned Jim Anderson twenty five thousand dollars just two months before the events are taking place here in July. That's a lot of mm. money. It's also very interesting. Mm. A loan of twenty five thousand dollars to Jim Anderson, a thug. <laughs> hmm. His uh, Themen's loser drug addict son had worked for Jim Anderson. And it was said that Frank Thiemann had borrowed money from Abe Saffron. So, and by the way, there are also rumors that Abe Saffron had a silent interest in the apartment development of Theman. Hmm, interesting, isn't it?
0: Like any money, Okay, I don't know how to speak. Any money interest? Yes, or like, money, and, oh. and
1: he might have owned some of the properties as well um, that someone. were going to be that were then, <laughs> that were going to be worth a lot more For once Russell's they could. Working. <laughs> so these were the kind of people Juanita was dealing with at the time Juanita. Oh no, Juanita. Uh, and by the way the call On July 3rd saying hey will you come down for this meeting tomorrow? That was not the first time they tried to do this to her. They tried to get her apparently alone
2: This is sounding like Selena and Yolanda. Is it? Yeah, actually
1: on June 13th of uh, Just so just a couple few weeks before Anderson had invited Juanita to a press event at the club and it was weird because typically these free pressers were just for people who kind of cooperate with the club, gave them free publicity and things like that. She mm. did not. She never talked now, was very anti these, you know, Abe Saffron's club. So it was odd you. for her. She shouldn't have been invited, yeah. but she was. But set up. She did at the last minute, she decided not to show. Good. And Big G who was said to be very pissed off she didn't show up.
2: Because he was trying to do something.
1: Uh-huh. Mm. A few days later. The uh, the carousel's PR man Lloyd Marshall he was he invited Juanita to discuss advertising at a motel. No, well, Juanita Ooh. suspicious said I will pass. Yeah, yeah. And On June thirtieth, just a couple, just a few days now before the end. Here, Eddie Trigg and a club bartender named Shane Martin Simmons.
2: Oop, Two first names for a last name? And, oh, I well, think it As a matter of fact,
1: no, no Simmons, Simmons. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, so anyway, Trig and I'll just call him Simmons went to Juanita's actual house. Right? They knocked on the door. Unfortunately for them, not Juanita, but David Farrell answers the door. He is Juanita's like friend, business partner, and also I think sometimes off and on again lover.
0: Ah, he that's
1: unsustainable the door. business. They fucking. Yeah. Mm hmm. It was said. So Farrell answers the door instead of Juanita, and he says, "Oh, she's not here right now." So Trigg and, and Martin Simmons just say, "Oh, well, we were just going to want to talk to you about advertising," and they and they you know make a show of it, and then they when leave. Why you come to
2: the house? That's inappropriate.
1: Unknown to them, Juanita is in the next room, hiding, listening in, and see what the, what they're saying. And she um, is again very very suspicious about yeah. this. In fact, it would would be later revealed that they were intending to grab her, force her into the car they had parked right there at the curb, take her back for a meeting with, quote, people who wanted to talk to her. No. So they were going to kidnap her. Rightly concerned about her safety, she started making sure that David Farrell, her partner and friend, always knew where she was just at all times. She would call and say, I'm going here, 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 right? So why would she agree to go to the Carousel Club alone for a meeting with people she knew meant her harm. I that's, don't think she did. That's a mystery. We'll discuss that in a little bit. She's brave. She's, she had gumption. I thought I was clear about that.
2: And a mm-hmm. knack for justice. A, a, thirst, a, a, a thirst. thirst
1: for justice. Sorry. So at 10.30 on July 4th, oh, 1925. Not significant for them, though. Not in Australia. Could give a shit. Mm-hmm. Could give a shit? They could give a shit. About July so 4th. They, they might. Couldn't. No, they couldn't. They may as well give they, a shit. They could. They could. Uh, shut up.
0: They,
2: <laughs> Arr,
1: look at you, PhD. <laughs> they don't care. There you go. So, uh, at 10:30 a.m. Juanita calls David Farrell and tells him, "Hey, I'm running late for this meeting at the Carousel, but that's where I'm going." That call to David Farrell was the last time anyone other than her murderers would ever hear from Juanita Nielsen. Now, according to Loretta Crawford, who was the receptionist. At the uh, carousel, she said that I'm sorry. When Nita arrived about 10:40 that morning of the fourth, July fourth, and uh, Trigg was not there yet. Eddie Trigg showed up uh, just a few minutes later, and he, and Crawford said they went into his office upstairs. Okay. No. Okay. Now, big Jim Anderson, the manager of the club and the enforcer thug for Abe Safran, he has always claimed until the day he died that he, during this, this critical period, July 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th or so, he was far away. He was about 850 kilometers, 530 miles away. <laughs> Why'd
2: you get significantly <laughs> closer to the mic?
1: Because to, to make my voice sound different. Yeah. It's like, never mind. So he was in a place called Surfer's Paradise. Super cool name for a town, by the way. That is so Australian. Is Surfer's very, Paradise? Surfer's Paradise is near Brisbane, up well north. So he's far, far away.
2: Another reason we Californians are yeah. kind of like Australia. I know. We have, uh, oh, God, there is one down in Southern California called Surfer something. The stereotype is there. I can't remember. There. There. Mm-hmm. So he
1: had said he had been staying there at a place called the Chevron Hotel, and he had a couple friends who could who prove it. But police never checked his alibi, beyond that his car was at the airport. But you can always put your car yeah. at the airport if you're establishing an alibi yeah. because they, they, he had received he two parking tickets criminal. at the airport. So if you mm. want your car to have an don't you maybe park it illegally at the yeah, airport? Yeah. Otherwise, why should you park it illegally, you shithead? <laughs> so let it, let let I'm sorry, let me start that again. What? Loretta Crawford <laughs> a- would later tell the Sydney Morning Herald that in fact... When Trigg took Juanita up to the office, she immediately called Jim, Big Jim Anderson at his house in a suburb 15 minutes away called Bacloos, and he was home. He answered the phone. She told him, hey, that Juanita Nielsen just got taken upstairs by Eddie Trigg. According to Loretta Crawford, he was, quote, quite, quite pleased at the news.
2: Hmm. So he faking.
1: Yep. So we leave Juanita Nielsen walking up the stairs of the Carousel Club for a I meeting with people that she knows mean her harm. Now, it's the day of July 4th, 1975. Let's, let's recall, I say that, though I haven't told you this yet, so mm. I don't know how you're gonna recall this, mm-hmm. that Eddie Trigg, is, uh, he's got a lot at stake here. He had already kind of screwed up. Earlier that year in March, allegedly Abe Saffron. Had uh, sent Eddie to blow up a club manager down in Adelaide who had crossed Abe Saffron.
0: Like, blow up a person? With
1: explosives, right? Nice. So, Eddie plants the explosive in the guy's car. It does not go off, though, and he has to go back to Sydney with his tail between his legs and doesn't collect $8,000 for the Hmm. contract. So, he wants to be, he wants to do the job here with respect to Juanita, right? So, he would later tell the police that, okay, Juanita came in, we had a short meeting, and then she left by herself, right? Mm-hmm. We even supposedly had a, uh, a a few days, sometime later, a witness allegedly would, would come forward and say, yeah, I saw Juanita leaving the club right at like, oh, a little bit after 11 o'clock, she got into a yellow car and drove off to some other guy.
2: That could be a cab. Well, <laughs> it doesn't
1: matter that it's a cab or not. There wasn't a cab because it was a yellow car. Or it
2: didn't what, what, what the, key that, the key is that,
1: the key is that, he's he's saying Juanita is by herself leaving the club Eddie's off the hook, right? We'll come back to that witness For some bit.
2: reason I thought real hard about that yellow Like,
1: that give me a cab so I just blew holes in that story. Case <laughs> closed. No chance. My <laughs> logic a is flawless. So, Crawford, well, at, at, uh, Loretta, Loretta, I can't say the word Loretta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't that was why. like
0: me trying to say the word money but like taking five money. minutes. It's
1: pretty easy. So Crawford, I'm just going to call her Crawford, she concurred at the time. She said, yeah, uh, she left without Eddie 18 months later, though. She changed the story and said, no, she left with Trigg, but Ooh. she said she left mm-hmm. the club, right? The club. She and she said that that Trigg has told her that say uh, Juanita left alone. But that wasn't true. She and, and then again, mm-hmm. she changed the story to saying that, OK, no, she left with Trigg. Turns out that, too, was a lie. So I'll now give you essentially what scenario one.
3: Well, I
0: can't trust anything Loretta says, man. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: well. That's true. It's
0: too wishy-washy, and it could have been a taxi.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> really just... throws a hole in it. So, or we'll, an Uber. A, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in 1975. Mm-hmm. Oh. So in, uh, way over in 2004, yeah, way over. I'm I standing by that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> way. Right, and Jason. Yeah, right, yeah, It's, it's, it's <laughs> next
1: 2003, but before 2005, so it's clear. She was on a show called the Seven Thirty Report because apparently in Australia they have super clever TV names. Mm.
2: What do you mean? She
1: said that it's a show called literally the Seven Thirty Report. They cannot do better than that. Are you serious? I it's hard-hitting investigative journalism. We
2: have the eleven o'clock. You know, we news. have
1: sixty minutes. Actually, but and that's mm-hmm. a pretty lame name. But the Seven Thirty Report is named after the time it, it's on. Come yeah. on, come on. Why not? Yeah, I, uh, I expect better. News expect time
2: better. with seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just perf- personified <laughs> the time. Seven thirty nice. is reporter, so that's good. No, you, you're you're not gonna have you don't have a career in, in television. That's new. Let's call it news time. That's a good drag 30. name. Seven thirty. That'd be a good drag name. You're right. News time. time. Okay,
0: can I please tell everyone my drag name? Yes. Junie B. Crones. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Because <laughs> poop humor.
2: Well, I, I, I,
1: the world <laughs> loves poop humor.
2: Who's <laughs> 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 the world? I ain't part poop. of it. I, I just like point. puns. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: None, those the three things don't make any sense. But mm-hmm. let's let's move on. What do you mean? They're just they have nothing to do with each other. Who's the world? I am part of it. I like puns. <laughs> <laughs> Look a
3: cow. Okay. My I favorite knew. color is gray. Seven thirty. I mean, no. A
2: response to you. Okay. A response to myself responding uh, to you. Right. And then more ideas. Random <laughs> noun.
1: Random <laughs> noun. Of Could have been a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, uh, she said, Crawford said that on exiting <laughs> Triggs' office upstairs, he and one, uh, when you come down the stairs, there's this um, stairway in the back <laughs> there, and it goes down to this locked steel grill door.
2: That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Tell me about it. It's a storeroom, right? Torture room. Uh,
1: Crawford now says her story in 2004 on the 730 report, she said on that day, on that that morning, she heard shouting coming from that storeroom below her.
2: This is like a movie. It is. This This would be a fantastic movie, by the way. A sitcom. Uh Not a sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really light-hearted. Not a remotely, rom-com recorded a in front of a, a live rom-com. audience. <laughs> a love Actually <laughs> style. It would where be, they focus in on each of the different characters' It would be a crime thriller,
1: stories. not, a, not, a, not <laughs> a sitcom, not a love story, not a rom-com. Not a,
3: no, I
0: want a, a rom-com where one of them gets murdered in the middle. That would be a, the best rom-com And it switches into ever. like a yes. dark thriller. Yes. yes. No. That's what I want. All right. Actually,
3: Adaptation. That's not a bad idea.
1: Adaptation Wait. switched completely. What is that? It's a movie with Nicolas Cage.
2: Yeah, Whoa. And
1: it's a really good movie. And written by... By Charlie Kaufman and he it's the whole last act turns in suddenly is, is a comedy it turns into a taut thriller at the at the end um, I love it. which was it was a whole ode on bad screenwriting but anyway hmm. so on exiting okay, okay so Crawford hears these shouts and things like that and and one voice who she would not identify identify and I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute she wouldn't she oh, would, she would she not didn't. identify she could not identify for legal reasons
2: Uh-oh. that
1: voice said quote troublemakers get what they deserve so, and, and she heard that much, right? Trigg comes up a little bit later and Crawford asks him, is she gone, meeting Juanita? Trigg answers, not quite. <laughs> mm. Mm. If that's not ominous, I don't know what is. that mm. voice. Mm. So after a few minutes though, Trigg goes back down, right? And after a few minutes, Crawford is just boiling with curiosity, right? She can't not go down. Boiling. Mm. So she goes down. And she sees, she goes into the room. She opens the door of the storeroom and she sees Trigg and Martin Simmons in the room. She sees Juanita on the floor with a bullet wound in her head. She's dead. She sees a man standing above her with a gun. She cannot say the name of the man because he was still alive when she said this in 2004. Australia has some very, you know, Trumpian kind of libel laws. And so you have to be super careful about anything you say bad about anybody. Even if it's your eyewitness testimony, you say, I saw this happen. She still couldn't say the man
3: really? for legal reasons.
2: Yeah, That's messy. Huh. That's terrible.
3: The, apparently they opened up their libel laws then. Did oh, they? That's I don't know. Good. This is
2: back in 2004, <laughs> so maybe. Why?
1: Because
3: that's what Trump says. We're going to open up the
1: libel laws. The
3: libel. It doesn't make any fucking sense, Trump. But oh,
1: into you just the go right along with it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Just by way of noting for you that big Jim Anderson... Had died the year before. What? Okay, so he's dead in two thousand three. In two thousand, yes.
2: Aside of two thousand four, it was right to the beside left of two thousand four.
0: How old was he then? Who cares? Hello. So
1: uh, Trigg okay. and Martin Simmons, she names as being in the in the. So it's not them, right? Uh, Themen and Cray Hi. were both dead as well. Abe Saffron would not die until two thousand six.
2: Hmm? How, I, don't
1: I don't know. I don't know. I legit don't know who she meant, but she wouldn't name him at the time.
2: I say, well, it's
1: probably not Big John. Probably not. I, the, Abe Saffron. I wouldn't think, would do his own dirty, dirty work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's probably so, Trigg.
0: So, somebody no, like No, it can't be
1: Trig. Trig. She said Trigg and, and Martin Simmons were standing there, and the third oh, man yeah, was standing yeah, yeah. above Juanita with a gun in his hand. So the shooter, she said, appeared, quote, on smack, just totally out of it.
2: Smack, back when they called it that.
1: Mm-hmm. What well,
0: is Smack. Crack
1: heroin, I guess. Oh. No it's crack, crack heroin. I think you no. Know, it used to be the name for for heroin. Really? back in the day. Before yeah, because oh, crack, crack ain't
2: whack. Crack, well, smack was before my time. Yes, it smack was. Smack to me is what mom calls me. Yeah, yes, she does. Mm-hmm. So, she does as well. So uh, uh,
1: your mother was on smack for a while. Yeah, while she was, was a six-month
2: Her entire. Month.
3: She with you. She
1: rehabbed. Yeah, yeah She pretty much here. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not Mom's all like, don't it.
2: cast aspersions upon my very name. <laughs> <laughs> she would say something like that, mm-hmm.
1: wouldn't you, Carrie? Say it. Oh. <laughs> Look it's at her. Because
0: she didn't know what smack was until like two minutes ago. I mean. <laughs> Apparently, me too. Mm. She's pretending.
1: Yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, I knew. Mm-hmm. So later, she does the
2: texting exposed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> later that same year in 2004, a police forensic team would go into that very same storeroom, still there, and they would no- not find any sign. Of a bullet or a bullet hole or anything like that.
2: Well, because they're well, fucking yeah. head. Cr- career yeah, criminals. Exactly. That's,
1: it's a 22, right? That's a pretty small caliber bullet. Uh, so it's very possible that was in the skull of one of these. Yeah, that's probably
2: yeah. what happened. It's a yeah, whole I, ass skull and a brain. They thought
1: they'd check and they didn't find it. So good idea. There you go. <laughs> this, okay, that's basically version one. And and according mainly to Loretta Crawford, right? Of what happened to Anita. The second version comes from Marilyn King her name used to be Arthur Montgomery King. She uh-huh. was a trans, she was the girlfriend of Eddie Trigg. And this oh. is what amazed me about this. There were, these are, you know, our images of tough guy mobsters is not having trans girlfriends.
2: Unless they, maybe he didn't know. No, he knew. Oh, he uh, knew. What?
1: Okay, it's, it's not, not operation. <sighs> Pre op. Pre op yeah. for sure. Pre op for sure. So yeah, he knew. And um, open
0: minded thugs. And he wasn't the only one. <laughs>
1: it totally is true. There was no, and there was no he was open about it. It was Prostate's not like there was a male G spot? Okay. <laughs> so that's it, it was not any um uh What's the word I'm looking for? There was, he no, wasn't judgment. looked down upon, oh, upon by his fellow mobsters for having a trans girlfriend. What and, the he, fuck? and he was not so, the only one. So, um,
0: shockingly, people should really be looking to mobsters how to act. Yeah, <laughs> Which That's is also weird because
1: Australia was extremely anti- homophobic. Yeah. And there was a famous series of murders in uh, yeah. Bondi Beach in the 1990s Bondi. into even the early 2000s that were covered up by the police. And, and so they were covered up by police because, oh, like, they're only gay. Who cares? So it's it's odd it to me that in the 70s, <laughs> they were more, the mobs were more progressive than the police. That's, I don't know. That's a
0: good sign. Just a
1: thought. So uh, King's Cross, by the way, was the center of the drag scene in Sydney. That's where Lay Girls was. Lay Girls. Yeah. I can't get over that name. And, and uh, <laughs> Crawford, by the way, Loretta Crawford, who I've been talking about for quite some time. Her original name was Lawrence Rollo. Oh, she too was See, trans.
2: That's a great thing about the, the uh, I guess, nightlife scene. Is yeah. That they give employment to a lot of people who struggle and they to can, find employment. Yeah, that's exactly true. And they could give a shit. Yeah. Exactly.
1: They didn't See, care. What the fuck? This so is Marilyn weird.
0: King. <laughs> yeah. Marilyn King. I know. Because now we're starting to like the mobsters. Uh, yeah. I'm on oh, the side. side. <laughs> what?
2: No, because they would put a bullet in my head.
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> why I don't know. Why like, would you why? be a fucking snitch? <laughs> yeah, you snitch. I'm, Snitches
2: get stitches. I'm a snitch. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a snitch. I'll keep my fucking I'm mouth shut. I'm scared <laughs> of authority and breaking the rules. Oh then you God. wouldn't be
0: a snitch because they're the authority. Get it?
1: Yeah,
2: see. Get it? I don't know.
1: Get let's, it? Let's no. Move, let's move on. Um, Marilyn King, Eddie Triggs' girlfriend, she went to the carousel, according to, to Marilyn, on the morning of the July 4th, right? Because she said Eddie had not come home that night, and she was jealous and wanted to confront him. Right? Ooh. She's he he knocked her around a little bit, but she she didn't care. She's gonna kick his ass too. So, <laughs> Lorette Crawford, she told uh, Marilyn that Eddie was in a meeting, couldn't see her right now. She tries to go up. So, uh, you know, Marilyn says, "I don't care. I'm going up." And she tries to go up, and Martin Simmons, the bartender, intercedes with her and stops her and says, "Now you can't go in there." You know, and she says. He's got a woman in there, and for some reason, Marilyn King says took that to mean Juanita Nielsen. I, I don't know why oh. she said she knew that, but she she knew it was Juanita Nielsen in there.
2: Maybe she knew he was planning on. I don't know. Killing. Maybe. Well, I don't think so. She was like, "Oh, I'll, was I'll that murder
0: I mean. today? Okay, well, then we'll come back later." <laughs> I mean, I, if, my bad. Yeah. I, I mean, didn't put that if in my calendar.
1: You're
2: in a relationship with a mobster.
1: She, I'll tell you, it'll be clear what she did not know. Oh really? Yeah.
2: All right, I'm back on Marilyn's side.
1: So Marilyn goes upstairs, and again, later on, she goes back down, sits with Loretta for a while, goes back upstairs... The Marilyn King goes back upstairs after a few minutes or a little while and she finds Martin Simmons gone and the office door <laughs> is now locked. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sneeze from Erin. We're not going to get that All
3: kinds of bodily functions going mm-hmm. on right now. <laughs> well, now Jack to, fart.
1: Nice reference. Yay. The, now
2: you have to keep it in. No,
1: we're not keeping it in my burp. <laughs> so outside, she, I, I guess she looked outside and she saw that Eddie Trigg's car was gone. Okay. It had been parked right out next to the side entrance. That would have been accessed by those same internal stairs that went down to the infamous storeroom. Just put that horror movie room. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, mo- the, the room from Saw. The, the dungeon. Yeah. So it seems, though, that Eddie and Martin Simmons could have gone down those stairs without you know Crawford and Mar- Marilyn King seeing them, and, and from the storeroom apparently. So were were they with Juanita in the storeroom right then? In, when storeroom. Uh, storeroom. Sorry. Oh. When she storeroom is
2: much cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Storeroom is very
1: cool. So okay, about two hours later, uh, apparently Marilyn went home, right? Oh, I'm sorry, Marilyn stayed stuck stuck around at the club. Two hours later, she uh, Trig comes back and he tells King Marilyn that go get the car. I'm sorry, go go in the car. We have to go. Quote: I have to hide the guns.
2: Oh my god, mm. he's not even oh. trying to hide his actions. Not nice. really,
1: no. According, this is all according to Marilyn, by the way. Remember that. They do go home, and Marilyn sees that he his fist is bruised and looks Ooh. painful. And he's kind of favoring it, right? Favor. She asks then about Juanita, and and Eddie said, "Oh no, she had a meeting and she left." And he says, "And and uh, Marilyn pressed him, like, really? Are you sure a meeting
0: with your Duke? <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 did she accuse you? No, I don't think so. A meeting with the Undertaker, exactly,
1: oh. exactly with your fist." Are worse, mm-hmm. and she oh, and Trigg says, "quote What you don't know won't hurt you." And quote, she didn't feel a thing, Ooh.
0: which if if
1: his fist was injured, he must have meant the bullet because you know not yeah. the beating. She yeah. felt that, I'm sure. Yeah. So King exactly. said that Trigg had blood on his clothes then, and he also showed her a receipt, which is like proof. It, it supposedly showed it was written out to Neil by Nielsen allegedly, and it said Here, a receipt for $130. That Trigg gave her in cash for advertising in her newspaper, right? Marilyn King notices that there's blood spots on ah. the bottom of the so-called receipt. She points this out to Trigg. Trigg rips off that part and burns it, and he also takes off his bloody shirt and got rid of it. So he's acting a little suspicious
3: yeah. at this point. Just a tad.
1: Just a Let little me just bit. Just burn this evidence. No, yeah. no yeah. suspicion though. That yeah. receipt would later be put in as evidence to the ah. court. Minus the bloody spot. Remember, he ripped off the bottom part of it, the blank part of it, apparently. So, two days later, David Farrell reports Wendy to missing July 6th. That night, the police questioned Trigg at the carousel. They go there to the... the, Because uh, David Farrell's saying, yeah, she told me she's on a meeting, on her way to a meeting in the carousel. They go there, and the police do notice that the furniture was covered by plastic for... (laughs) Redecoration. <laughs> of
2: of mm. this is becoming mm. Dexter.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> but again, these are corrupt <clears throat> cops who are on the payroll of Abe Saffron. So, what are they going to do? The yeah. next day, July seventh, Marilyn King says that she woke Trigg at four a.m. because he, he told her she said, "Get me up early. I got I got someplace to go." So he she she wakes him up at four a.m. He goes to pick up Martin Simmons, the bartender. Trigg returns hours later wearing different clothes. His original clothes that he left in that morning, he has in a bag, and oh, King goodness. says that they're all muddy and tattered. She surmises that they had gone out to the Blue Mountains, which is a mountainous area uh, west of oh, Sydney, yes. and they had buried Juanita there. That's where yeah. her, her guess, at least. So the next, it's hard to tell from the things I've the sources I've read, is either the next one after that, or a few days later on July twelfth, a road maintenance crew does indeed find Juanita's black purse and some other belongings sort of strewn along the side of the freeway. Where is that freeway, you ask? It's the M4 motorway between, oh. between, it, between <laughs> Sydney and the Blue Mountains.
2: Oh, the Blue Mountains.
1: So the implication being they tossed some of her shit out
2: along the freeway. Right. Why they wouldn't just yeah. bury that with her, I don't Stupid. know. But, They're yeah. not the best, which... Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's- so when rumors- you have the cops that are pretty much on your side, you really yeah. don't yeah. have to be. that's true.
1: Uh, rumors start circulating that she would have been buried like beneath uh, at Juanita. Because Juanita's missing now. She's pretty well known in the area. She had been buried beneath the third runway at Sydney International Airport. don't know why people <laughs> said Some <laughs> people said she'd been fed to pigs at a farm mm-hmm. or dumped in the ocean, eaten by sharks, buried beneath the foundation of some new building. So she becomes kind of a Jimmy Hoffa character. It's like, where's Juanita? Uh, police, Here's Juanita? Police do search. They search dams and rivers and things like that, but they obviously never find her. So you're asking a minute ago, Jack, that, you know, why would they do that? Why would they throw this stuff out there like that instead of burying it with her?
0: Mm-hmm. asked.
1: Because maybe, or Carrie, <laughs> you guessed that? Maybe <laughs> because it didn't go down that way at all. Uh-oh. Oh. Maybe, to I mean, why, the big mystery of this is why the hell would to say, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, And I go agree. into the lion's den? Maybe she did
2: not. As mom said, she's real brave. hmm <laughs> Yeah.
1: Was there another reason that Juanita did indeed meet her doom in July 4th, 1975? What, like Other cancer. than her oppo- opposition to Themen,
2: right? Carposi's sarcoma? You might yeah. have been Wait, there. I <laughs> switched the word, the letter.
1: <laughs> she died from from uh, Carposi. She died from cancer lung mm-hmm. and just happened to disappear.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Was she messing with far more dangerous people than Lil Eddie Trigg and Frank <laughs> Themen?
2: What about the saffron?
1: Did the police... That's what I'm talking about. Did the police cover up the murder? This scenario is what two investigative investigative journalists, Tony Reeves and Barry Ward, would argue in 1976. I think later they may have written a book, but they were two... They were covering the case from pretty much day one, and they were uh, kind of... I I guess you'd call them conspiracy theorists, but they're saying this this is what happened. So... They start with the idea that I think we' could all agree with that it's absurd that Juanita would have had anything to do with Abe saffron, let alone going to a meeting in the Carousel Club, right she she yeah. never took advertising for that uh, I don't know uh, she wanted nothing to do with those guys those are not you know th- those are the opposite of her people in, in King's Cross, right Reeves and Ward note that I, I'm sorry, they start with the idea that it's absurd that she would have Anything to do with Abe Saffron, she didn't go to the Carousel Club. That was all bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was under constant threat, and those were her threateners.
0: And she turned down going there multiple times, exactly. right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and she, I mean, she knew who they were, too. When she saw uh, Trigg and the other guy come to the door, she hid and had her boyfriend oh, yeah. or her friend answer the door. So, And then she's going to go there by herself the next day, come on, or later. So come Reeves on. and Ward, they note, for your consideration, people, that Juanita's friend and sometimes lover, David Farrell, he was the one who said she had got this call uh, on the uh, night of July 3rd.
3: I thought we were going to go And there. only
1: him. He, and only him, was the one who said that she called him at about 10.30 the morning of July 4th and said, I'm on my way to the carousel club. Uh-oh. He gave the police a super weird photo. Of, they asked for a photo to ID to put in the paper and, and you because know, she's a missing person, right? He gave her this weird photo with her hair down. One of the only, and, and, and she had done that photo for some kind of marketing thing. She never wore her hair like that. She always had this spectacular updo. Fuck yeah! We'll have pictures on the thing. She's a, she's an attractive woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Up, updo or not.
0: Bama slim a bootylicious.
1: Bama slim a bootylicious updo. Thirst for justice. Yes. Oh, and also, ton of gumption. He <laughs> also even her friends, by the way, saw that picture in the paper and said, "I didn't didn't even recognize her. It was that." So why would he give them? This is yeah. the weirdest photo he can find of her. He had uh, plenty of other photos mm-hmm. with her up, too.
2: It ain't looking for... Wait, well. <laughs> it ain't looking good for you, David.
3: Mm-mm. Well, he probably figured she's had some rough times, and her <laughs> okay. her hair probably fell down.
2: She, he photoshopped some bruises on
1: her and something like <laughs> that, and a, and a bullet hole in her head. He waited two days, Farrell did, before he even declared her missing. Hmm. Seems like a long time to wait for someone who you know is going to a lunch date two days ago with, with dangerous people yep. that were threatening her. So... There are a lot of weird things going on. In my mind, Reeves and Farrell are on their strongest ground with, with this part of their scenario. So did Juanita even go to the carousel club that day? Everyone who said that they saw her there worked for Abe Saffron. No one else.
2: So uh, why, but then yeah, why, wh- would they, why would they then possibly incriminate their boss by telling them the murder victim was at his club yeah. the day she probably died? Um,
1: that's a fair question. Unless it, was well. a, unless it was an intentional red herring that they were setting oh, up true. because yes. she was really being killed elsewhere by different people. So the, the, the risk was fairly minimal. Why? But it would gonna, still
2: cause them to go and be under scrutiny, which could lead to them actually finding out the truth. They were going to but, be under scrutiny. Yeah. I mean, but really,
1: ob- Femen was, the would the clearly have been under scrutiny, and he was involved with these folks. So, I mean, I, that's, that's not an unfair question, though. You're right. Yeah.
2: Also, the cops... Not really the best at this point. No. Very, as very we've established.
1: Yeah. They they thought, oh, redecoration? That's why the plastic tarp? Good. Good with Go it. Go for
2: it. You, prudent.
1: Very very mm-hmm. Smart move, guys. So Reeves and Board found a witness named Helen Crowley, who was a friend of Juanita, and said she saw her on the street outside of a salon up Victoria Street on at noon on July 4th, 12 p.m., well after she would have supposedly been at this meeting with a... Uh, What's his, what's his face? Larry. And she knew Juanita. Um, Wait, no, but, what was but, it? Eddie. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> she knew Juanita, and she swore it was her. And she actually, I can't remember why, but she had a really good reason to, to, to um, verify the time was pretty exact. There was some specific thing about that The day big
3: and clock time. tower. I can't remember. The, She's on her way to something. The sun was straight over her head. No, well. Uh,
2: no, she lives Maria. in the Hugo universe, and there's a big old clock Ooh. tower she lives in. Stop July. it.
1: Stop it. Crowley said that Juanita was about to cross the street, so they didn't have a chance to talk. But uh, when she was she when she was declared missing, she went to the police and she told them of this. And the police basically completely ignored her and uh, didn't question her again. Didn't even come back and try to hmm. question. Reeves and Ward also said that other witnesses who had a different timeline who who saw her after this you know ten forty ten eleven o'clock period were challenged by the police, and uh, that many of them the police delayed for many many days to go and take their evidence. And and Reed and Ward think that was essentially to Make it so their recollections are murkier or at the very least yeah. to make it yeah. seem like, oh, they could have been mistaken. Oh, that was 12 days ago. Not it was two days ago. The trail's even You colder. can be wrong. Right. Yeah. That's, at least that's what Reeves and Morris said. Okay. So, and remember the stories that did support the narrative are a suspect. The most important one being the, the real estate agent who saw her get into a red, um, I'm sorry, a yellow car, not a taxi, on um, 11 a.m. on July 4th. That's a 4th. valid question. Turns out, in other words, that would, you know, cover, right? That would give an, effectively a, a pretty good alibi for Trigg because she's, she's leaving. He, uh, that, which kind of answers your question, that if they have this witness who says, no, I saw her leaving the salon at 11 o'clock. She was fine. She was by herself. That would be evidence to put Trigg and the carousel folks in the clear. Yeah. Right? So they so, want that. And they had that witness. And that witness, it turns out, was financially collected, connected to Abe Saffron. Ah, and he only came forward two weeks after mm-hmm. Juanita was reported missing. And that was another eight days before the police even reported his alleged siding. So there's a lot of questions about that whole yeah. incident
2: completely. Who isn't on Abe Safra's yeah. damn payroll a, uh, besides Miss Juanita? Boss of the cross. Was David? I bet you David mm-hmm. was even slightly involved. That is their theory. That Ooh. is the theory. That oh, we'll, shit. We'll look get, at me. i we'll be than everybody combined. was he
0: alive in 2002?
1: David Woo-hoo. Saffron? You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, I David Farrell. I don't know.
2: Either one. Well, no,
0: Abe died in, died in 2006.
1: 2006. Warden Reeves kept digging, and eventually they were warned away by this goon who worked at the restaurant, uh, one of the Saffron's restaurants. Uh, restaurants. Uh, with the walls. walls.
2: Really? really. <laughs> <A> <laughs> got, tiny, tiny You can't you got do to that on me. You raised Here. us, okay. boy. Yeah. It, this is of your own design. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So uh, he
1: warned them away, and he said, quote, Jimmy Anderson says to tell you you're, you're playing with fire, that anybody poking his head into the Juanita thing will get it blown off. This is what Reeve and Ward said they were told by this thug.
2: Uh, okay. These guys are awesome. Read.
1: They were also later uh, allegedly abducted by Trigg and mm-hmm. this Maori goon who they said picked them up with each with one hand. That's what they claimed. Oh my God. So it's like he grabbed their neck, he grabbed both their necks simultaneously and, oh my God. and lifted them up and tossed them into the back of a car. You know, allegedly, these guys are awesome. No, it's so a
0: the cartoon.
2: cartoon. Yeah, this is a Quentin that's, Tarantino movie. Yeah, they think all
0: indigenous possible. people are like. That's what they the said. He's this
1: huge Maori guy. Are the and Rock. Gang. Yeah. And he said uh, they they were beaten up. Here's a, here's a quote from them, from uh, the reporters: "Tony and I were beaten up, abducted, and handed over to the cops, who promptly threw us into the slammer for the night just for asking a couple of questions. Things were hotting up. Hotting <laughs> up. I read their stuff, and, and they. Um, I, I read a long article by them, and no, these guys. These don't don't condemn all Australia with these guys. Is uh, uh, Verbiage. It's ridiculous. I wasn't going to. They're so then. Mickey Spillane, terrible prose kind of thing.
2: Well, but the Australians do have some funny slang. Yes. I oh, love the up. way I really Australians it. talk. I suppose so. I love it. I it's like a new language. Yeah. It is. But one with more character and soul. <laughs> no, I have no clue. <laughs> we have stuff. We have Hella. We have. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. Hella. I'm pretty uh, proud of Hella because now everybody be saying it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, bitch, we had it first. Northern you said Cali. It first. Oh, don't be proud of
1: a stupid
2: thing. Said it in stupid.
0: like the fourth grade.
2: Oh, we start the culture. Mm-hmm. Y'all just follow Oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: if you hadn't have our listeners hate you, by, they have now. Good Lord. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Y'all don't, I don't want you to like me if you can't tell I'm kidding. Bye.
1: <laughs> now they hate you. Once. Okay, so the basic thesis of, of Reeves and Ward is that, as you guessed, David Farrell ha- has said that Juanita carried tapes with her at all times. On these tapes were her notes and her evidence for what, you asked all Kinds of underworld shenanigans of Abe Saffron, mostly to do with gambling, with illegal gambling. So she had all this evidence on tapes on her person in her purse at all times. Bad she didn't idea. Trust- well, she, I guess she didn't trust to leave it anywhere else. Um, Maybe. That's my supposition. I don't know. I guess. Just, that's what like, Farrell said, right? Did but she I don't t- trust Farrell. I don't know she if I do. you tell either.
0: people that? Oh, you got it from Farrell. I was going to say it was like a well-known fact that she had... Farrell
1: said... You know, I don't know if the other people knew except him. Yeah. He, again, he was her business partner and, and very good friend. Not a not great uh, choice of friends there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did, as Reeves and Wars essentially say, that David Farrell lured Juanita with her tapes, because she kept them at, with her at all times, to a hotel called Alito, and that he, uh, they, she was surprised by three thugs at a side door. They basically grabbed her, pulled her up, uh, you know, strong-armed her up the stairs, put her in the room they had rented there, and did terrible things. They beat mm. her, raped her, tortured her, and then one of them finally slit her throat. Mm. They took her downstairs to the kitchen. They dismembered her mm. and uh, basically put her entire body, in including a soup the head. In a crock pot? Uh, in a an apparently industrial strength garbage disposal and Jesus. got rid of her I don't have that. Is that possible? That's a The thing. skull. I don't know. The femurs. An industrial I mean, I don't strength know. garbage disposal. I, I added industrial strength. They said garbage disposal, but it's at a at a restaurant kitchen, so
2: maybe. So it probably would. Is that have possible? To I mean, it would make sense if you're uh, disposing of like animal remains. I guess. You would have bones to be able even. to blend but bones.
1: Femur, but human sized bones. That, and yeah, yeah, that's skull. A good They question. said head and, 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 and every part of her body All was put into that in garbage disposal. All of it. Um, Maybe that's the story. if it were a wood chipper. Wood chipper. Wood chipper. Oh, I see. You I put your put friend your in the friend wood chipper. Wood chipper. Ah, this so this <laughs> this story, by the way, was supposedly kind of an open secret in the yes. Sydney underworld. Yeah. There, including someone and someone who told them this was a, a, a local thug named Lenny McPherson. Yes. He told Reeves and Ward this story, but later he recant it, and they said because he, you know, got warned off, he feared repercussions. Right. The two other informants that they heard the story from were. Reeves and Ward. Drag queen.
0: Oh. oh, fuck yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Reeves and Ward heard, girls. heard the story.
1: No, I know. Dra- a couple of drag queens told Reeves Les and Ward this the story. Les girls. Go- that's a different story. girls. Uh-oh. That's different. different. Completely different. So <laughs> one said, quote, Juanita was warned that the mob had discovered she had important information she was going to publish. She wasn't scared, poor cow.
0: <laughs>
2: what so was that? Poor authority? No. Port,
1: what now? What'd you it's say? Poor, poor cow. She wasn't scared, Pork. poor cow. The poor, like, the poor cow. It's a drag queen. That's how they talk. In Sydney in 1975. I, I don't guess. know. So I she She was gonna blow it off the mob in Saffron. Yeah. And, and so what did they do? They hired three thugs, the actual killers. Reeves and Ward found their names. They were alleged, again, this is Reeves and Ward's story. They were Jim, <laughs> a, a man named Jim Miller or Mueller, another a Yugoslav thug named Voigt, last name only there, and the third guy. Fred Cray, oh, Cray, the ex-detective He's back. thug. He the was the trigger man in, back this, in this scenario, or the, the, the threat slicker or the guy okay. who was the in charge of these three thugs. Or
2: all three. Mm. Or all no three? Los tres? Probably
1: They all probably did terrible, terrible things. Warden Reeves said they implored the uh, New South Wales Premier Neville Ran or Ron to open an investigation, and they refused to open an mm. investigation. So they're they kind of conspiracy theorists. They say the police were in on it, or at least covered mm. it up. So it seemed like like justice would never be gained for Juanita. Or would it?
2: Right now. It's really hotting up. In late
1: 1977, Trigg and a couple other folks were arrested, and they are charged with conspiring to abduct Juanita. Yes, that was from the June 30th incident, where they came to the door and were Uh, going to kidnap her. uh, So that was kind of the best prosecutors could do. They had no evidence of murder on July 4th, so they brought attempted or conspiring to kidnap charges against them in 1981. Trigg, I'm sorry, in late 1977, apparently it took a hell of a long time to go to trial because while out on bail awaiting trial in 1981, Eddie Trigg fled the country and he was not captured until the following August of 1982 in San Francisco, California, USA. You don't
2: deserve to be there. You did not even say hella.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> he was angry that the SFPD captured him, and he was like, he started, he's ranting to them. <laughs> really? And what?
2: Oh, well, so sorry that you finally found cops who do their jobs. I know. Eddie. So they they arrested Peach.
1: him, and they um he says he says to them, they're making all this noise over a woman who is nothing but an out and out communist, no lo- loss to society at all.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's racist too.
1: I don't know if that's racist. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm just
2: kidding.
0: A bigot. <laughs>
1: he, um, he pled down, and he got three whole years in
2: jail. Oh,
1: Shane Martin Simmons, who was with him in the kidnapping, he was convicted in 1981, and he went to jail for two years. Lloyd Marshall, the PR guy, who was the third person they, they uh, prosecuted, he was acquitted. So... They had, some hearing. they had a hearing, an inquest in 1983 about this case. It kind of concluded that, you know, the police didn't do a bang-up job. In 1994, a federal joint parliamentary committee did an investigation on this case, and they said, quote, the adequacy of the police investigation can be questioned, as can the police conclusion that there were no further leads to be followed up Despite the evidence linking Anderson and Mrs. Nielsen's disappearance, that's, John, that's big Jim Anderson, the attempt by police to investigate the role of Anderson seems to have been cursory. So they basically said, yeah, you know, the police, I mean, they didn't call out and out, call out the police for, for corruption, but they kind of implied that. So, and even these convictions might have been bullshit part of the conspiracy. So Reven Wars, the two investigative reporters, they claim that they uh, contacted a state investigator named Bill Walker because they trusted him, they knew him, right? He, unfortunately, though, Bill Walker, unfortunately brought in a local cop named Carl Arkins, who it turned out to be a bad decision, because Carl Arkins was a, again, according to Reeves and Ward, was a corrupt Sydney police officer who leaked about this investigation and told everybody. So then suddenly Bill Walker has his superior saying you need to back off and leave this alone Uh-oh. according to reeves and ward bill walker then kind of called in his chits or whatever or said i'm not going to leave this alone you need to do something about the Wannity Nelson nielsen case or i'm gonna you know i don't know threaten him. so oh. that so reeves and, and ward say that's why they brought these charges against trig and, and the two others and gave them kind of slap on the wrist convictions which just to say look we did something about it
3: right
2: Boo. So bare minimum police force. Yeah.
1: Okay, so the suspects. Suspect number one, of course, naturally, is Frank Feeman. He's kind <laughs> of superficially the most obvious suspect, right? Yeah. He was the one at odds with Winnie the Nielsen. And so did he order her murder? Did he use his underworld links to Saffron and, and Anderson and those guys to get the job done? He had hired he had hired thugs. Almost certainly, including the sleazy Fred Cray to, you know, harass the the residents. So he was not above some rough stuff.
2: Rough stuff.
1: He, his alibi, by the way, this is weird. Theman's alibi was that he was staying at a condo at the time in Surfer's Paradise.
2: Ah. Oddly, mm. the same place that
1: Jim Anderson says he was, but separately. Nothing to do with one another, just that was their, their co alibi. Maybe it's
2: just a real popular what? surfing spot. Yeah. At exactly
1: that time. Um, it was July 4th. A little odd. Their in my winter. Mind. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> Love to surf in the winter. So, that's it's Frank Feeman. That's suspect number one. Sus- suspect number two is Abe Saffron. This would be, we would follow the, the Reeves and Ward idea that, you know, he's Mr. Sin, Mr. Big in the this underworld. Uh, his base is King's Cross. He probably... He almost certainly had a hand in it. Even if Trigg did it and, and the way it went down in those first two scenarios, I said, Abe Saffron obviously has to make that order. Those are his employees, essentially. So he had, he, he kind of had to be involved, even if it was at the behest <coughs> or in in league with Frank Feeman. Abe Saffron kind of has to be involved. He had these connections with uh, Frank Feeman, and Frank Feeman had borrowed a bunch of money. So Abe Saffron... Is a, a very, very, very strong suspect for for doing this. I'll do all the uh, the suspects, and then we can talk about who you guys think did it. So, Big Jim Anderson is the next case, and if obviously if Big Jim Anderson did it, he almost certainly did it at the behest of his boss Abe Saffron. Yeah, I mean, well, he, pretty much most well, of
2: the suspects, if they right? did it, yeah, probably. Well, no, Themen,
1: Thiemann's the other way around. Themen's like, I need this this bitch whacked. Oh yeah, you're right. You guys have a stake in this as well as I do. This is Themen talking, not me. <laughs> 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 so, so you know that's, so, so in that case in that scenario Theman is the person who kills, it, kills him in, in the Abe Saffron scenario it's Saffron separately because remember he supposedly when Anita Nielsen had these tapes and had this evidence and was going to start publishing these stories about all the illegal gambling that Saffron was controlling in Sydney
2: I thought Themen worked for Saffron.
1: No, no, no. Themen's the developer who wants to build all, all right. those oh, apartments. Yeah, but J- oh, James yeah. Big James Anderson, right. who's a suspect we're talking about. He had, yes, it's, it's possible oh, okay, that and, it that um, Saffron had something to do with those apartments, or at the very least, he uh, had a, a, sort of an alliance and links. Yeah. Themen and Saffron were linked. so if if Themen, when mm-hmm. someone rubbed out, logically he would go to Abe Saffron to get it done. That's a- what I'm using, uh, mafia lingo. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> pretty cool. That's
2: mafia lingo. Why not? I he think... had her
1: iced. All right. That's happy a now? Lot better. Okay. So, Big Jim Anderson. He's the guy. He was the manager of the Carousel Club. He was the guy who very likely would have organized it or done it if Saffron had given the order. Probably. He and but there's that twenty five thousand bucks that Theman had paid him the two months before. Could mm-hmm. Theman have simply hired Sa- Anderson? Sure. Nothing to do with, with Saffron to to do it. It's yeah. possible. I, I if he did though. I doubt he does it in the carousel Club. the club he manages, yes, but Abe saffron owns if he brings suspicion <laughs> to the carousel club that saffron did had nothing no knowledge of that that's a dangerous thing to, for him to have done is my guess, but anyway, mm-hmm. it's all it it's also. Stupid. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be dumb. Yeah. It also I turns out surprised. that um, the 1994 federal committee I mentioned, they, had, they were told that Theman had loaned Anderson over $260,000 over the years. That's and a so lot they, of money. They kind of thought of that yeah. as, as hush money. Yeah. Oh. At least they took that to mean that. And then there's the connections with his drug addled son and so on. So it's possible that Anderson and Saffron could have done it outside of Saffron or at the behest of Saffron. At the, at Saffron at the best of oh, uh, and then Saffron ordering Anderson to take care of it. Yeah. The last suspect we're going to talk about, because we're not coming. Eddie Trigg. If Eddie Trigg had anything to do with it, it was at the orders of Saffron slash Anderson. Fred Cray is the last suspect. He was alleged by Reeves and Ward to be the kind of the, the leader of those three hired thugs who kidnapped her and killed her, killed Juanita. Uh, Big Jim Anderson actually told people that Cray had killed Juanita during the 1983 inquest I mentioned earlier. But Cray had died in 1981, so some people think, "Oh, that's just sort of a convenient person to, to place the blame on, because he's dead and he can't right. defend himself." So right. first to
2: blame him. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah.
1: So Cray also had been doing thug work for Themen, and um, he and he was the 1994 committee considered Cray the prime suspect. So he also, by the way, likely murdered another very high-profile murder in Sydney. In this time was in 1977. There was an anti-drug crusader named Donald McCray. He was disappeared and never found again as well. And, and most authorities think Cray did that murder.
2: Hmm. Craig so killed McCray?
1: Uh, yes. Cray, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> pronouncing Cray, Fred Cray's it would be Craw. I don't know, killed Donald McKay. Donald McKay in 1977. So Thiemann dies in 1989. Big Jay Madison dies in 2003. Abe Saffron finally dies in 2006. As I mentioned, Cray had died in, in 1981. So it's, it, here's the scenarios. Here's the four kind of scenarios. One, Juanita agreed to go to the carousel, that part's true, and then Triggs and Martin Simmons, and probably Jim Anderson, killed her in the storeroom, got rid of her body in the Blue Mountains. Two, Juanita was lured to the Lido, probably by David Farrell, who may have been helping, doing the luring out of fear, out of threat as much as anything else, probably. And uh, those three hitmen, led by Cray, killed her. Another, uh, and, and if so, was it at the, so which two scenarios do you buy, and and the other, the other part of that is, was it at the behest of Themen with sort of Saffron mm-hmm. and Anderson doing his bidding? Or was it done at the behest of Saffron to prevent Juanita Nielsen from exposing all these underworld gambling ties? And that the Themen connection could be completely coincidental. So that's my question to you. What do you guys
2: say? It's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Between Saffron and Themen in my opinion. I think Themen
3: has the strongest motive. Because it's what, money. Saffron, yeah, lots but the tapes, of
2: money. The, yeah. the underworld yeah. evidence. Incrimination. They both be. have pretty strong motive. That's true. Theoretically, I guess. That's why I think it could be either way. But I don't know. I'll tell you, I think, but I, I want to hear you guys first. As to I, I don't know who actually... who I, But I don't really... I'm leaning towards she was lured to the Lido because I don't really... I think that she would willingly go to the carousel. That's exactly... She seemed really aware that they were not really her friends. They were out to kill her at the very least. So I don't think she would be that dumb. Unless
3: she was just trying to be super, you know.
2: Yep.
1: I I, I lean toward that for the exact same reason. I, I can't see her agreeing to go to the carousel by herself with people she knew meant her harm. And the only person... Who said that she did that? Other than the people who killed her, was David Ferrell, yeah, who really may not have been her very good friend. Uh, Reeves and Ward kind of some of their conspiracy stuff is maybe a little overwrought, but otherwise they're, yeah. they're on pretty solid footing with their <clears throat> with their, their their argument that she didn't go to the um, carousel and and finding some witnesses who. Said she didn't that she was seen after that supposed meeting.
3: Yeah, but you know how I I feel about eyewitnesses. I
1: I can't remember it now. I wish I did, but it was it was a really good reason why uh, Crowley said that she saw her at at, and it had to be July fourth and it had to be at right at noon because she was she just afternoon she arrived at some kind of meeting. It was like a big. It was like her. This is not it, but it was like her birthday and it was something special. There was a really good reason why. And it was only about a few days later that um,
3: that, she said, that it. she said
1: this. Yeah, it wasn't like it was weeks later. It was just okay. about like I think like four days later, or so. So I I I don't know for a fact, but my I tend toward the that scenario the, the the Reeves and Ward scenario that it, and and saffron you know makes all the sense in the world.
3: I'll if, buy it.
1: If she really did have those tapes, then you know it's kind of yeah. killing two birds in one stone. Yeah. They kill her and they get the tapes because they're mm-hmm. always in her on her. Are on her person at and, all times.
3: And Theman gets a freebie.
1: She probably hid them in her updo. Maybe that's what she did. <gasps> <I mean>, wait till <laughs> you guys see. You guys. Wait till you guys see the hair. It's she why could, her hair is so big. Seriously. It's full of
2: secrets. You could lose
1: her keys in that hair. You could, I mean,
2: yeah.
1: it's Eric Carmen 1977 hair. I'm, Fuck I'm yeah. saying it's it's big hair. So I'm wait, saying.
3: Wait, I thought it was an updo.
1: It is an updo. Have you seen Eric Carmen in that? When he sings All By Myself, dude had giant hair. Oh What's my God.
2: It? That's my Eric Carmen impression. <laughs> <That
0: was>, oh. <laughs> he sounds hungry. like that. He
2: does that thing. <laughs> Where it sounds like you're singing from the I, I, back of a cave. No, no, no. I, like I don't like it. I,
0: I, okay, Aaron, that's okay. good. Okay. Are you going to hear the whole Eric
2: Carmen
1: medley here?
0: It was funny for
2: like maybe a note.
0: It's a good <laughs> a <song>. note. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not even the grey eyes. Get it's a no. great Too much? alarm yeah. okay. song.
0: You will wake the fuck up if hungry eyes is blasting at seven a.m. I just might just so go back
1: know. to sleep. I need Eye of the Tiger. Fuck yeah. Okay. So that is the story of Juanita Nielsen.
3: Poor Juanita.
1: Uh yeah. Good. She f- was fighting the good fight. She didn't
3: yeah. have any children, did she? No. Okay.
1: Not with that up to. She's a working woman. She's actually beautiful. Mm. Um. She was a hardworking woman. She was she was fighting the good fight and looking for justice. She had no time for kids, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. She had too much gumption for kids. I don't she know. She was that a means.
2: communist. They don't have kids. Exactly.
0: <laughs> what? You're right. They don't have kids. That's, That's why weird. no one is a communist. That's mm-hmm. no. why they go extinct. <laughs> exactly. Every 20 years, they come back in the form of angsty. It's like the
1: Shakers. Is that the Shakers? Who yeah, the Shakers. Celibate, and they they oh. just, they basically just died out.
0: Yeah. Whoops.
2: Should have had babies. Didn't think about that. What do you think
1: the Mormons and Catholics have preached, have babies, babies, babies for? That's why.
0: Babies, babies, babies. Babies, babies. It's right
1: there carrying the Bible. Babies, 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 babies. Chapter three, Ezekiah. Babies, babies, babies. So thanks. Love you, bye. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Love you.